Hello, everybody, and welcome to Connected Knowledge from Upland Software on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright. How do you know your knowledge management system is getting a bit long in the tooth? Are your people complaining about too many emails covering the same things? Are they struggling to keep their knowledge current as the organization changes around them? This week on the show, one of our own leaders is back to help us out. Keith Burke is Senior Vice President and General Manager of Contact Center Productivity Solutions, and he's going to get us tuned to the red flags that point to your organization's readiness for the KMS upgrade. Keith Berg, welcome back. It is so good to see you again. Thanks for having me back, Pete. What they what they have to do to twist your arm to come back and, and talk to me again? <laughs> they just asked me some some knowledge management questions, and I said I'm in. <laughs> All right, easy mark, easy mark. We we're so we're talking about the the overall thesis of the conversation is you know how do you know your KMS is is ready for an upgrade? And uh, you know, a guy like me, any day is a good day for an upgrade tech nerd, right? I love new systems. I love new things that let me do more things. But we know that the knowledge management systems upgrade is a significant thing. So let's talk about what we need to know uh, as we navigate change and how we need to be attuned to the things that tell us it's time for change ourselves. Well, I think, you know, one of our uh, colleagues, I think there's been a podcast with you before, uh, Stin Matu likes to say, you know, it's about trying to reduce the cognitive load on, on our agents, right? Agents have a lot of tools and a lot of processes and information that they have to ingest throughout their day. Um, every time an organization uh, changes those tools or adds a new staff or an exception, that job gets just a little bit harder and a little bit more complicated. And the downstream effect of that is, you know, the risk to those key customer metrics that you're measuring, average handle time, uh, first call resolution, hold time, those sorts of things that, uh, you know, kind of can make it or break it with your customers. You know, amongst all that information that's being pushed down to those people, uh, then there's a, the question of, you know, what, what's the quality of the, uh, of the information that you're providing to the agents? And uh, I mean, we can talk about this uh, more as we go through today, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of what we see is um, there may be tools in place, but that doesn't mean they're effective. And if they're not effective, they're distractive. And if they're distractive, then they're, they're negatively impacting agents and customer experience. There are a couple of things going on here. Number one is what I'm hearing you say is that it's not often that your agents are going to revolt against a system, right? The, the first sign that agents are, are struggling is in the data. So talk to managers for me. Like you're a manager listening to this in a call center environment. What should I be looking for as a manager uh, that, that provides me that red flag? Starts with what? I think a lot of it has to do with getting feedback from your agents about what it is that's uh, positive, negative, helping them do their job um, in, in inhibiting them from doing their jobs. And yeah. a lot of our customers um, have started with, frankly, just surveying the agents. Um, uh, to, to, and, and the output of that oftentimes is they realize they need to upgrade their KM solution uh, when they've asked for that sort of feedback. Uh, unhappy or you know frustrated agents you know are, are risky are risky for your business um, and uh, you know agents agents can revolt right <laughs> um, yeah. I, I joked about that but you know if the, if 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 I spend more time working around my knowledge management system as an example or whatever other tool it is that we've got in our in our call center um, you know that's that's a lot of that's a lot of wasted time um, so you know you really gotta 
look at these tools like the knowledge management tool and get that feedback uh, from from the agents and, and other people that are involved in it. Uh, see if it's working. If it's not working, you know, what do you, what do you do about that? Well, you know, it's interesting. That's an interesting way to sort of pivot the the question, which you're right. It's it's kind of a joke, kind of not right. That, but my hunch is that m- most organizations are not sitting there in open like pitchfork and torch revolt. Uh, that they're languishing in that liminal space of things aren't working, things are suffering, but we don't necessarily understand what a KM upgrade looks like. We have a culture of stagnation or stasis and and things are working enough, but degradation is slow and long until all at once. So to those organizations, you know, how does this this culture uh, affect our awareness and readiness for change and and upgrade. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, knowledge management is, is a tough one. If it's not working for you, it's simply not working for you, right? Um, and, and you've got to do something about it or else you might as well just shut that system off because your agents mm-hmm. are going to stop looking for it. They're going to go back to, you know, talking to people over the cube wall or I guess nowadays they'll be using Teams or Slack or something of Slack, that nature right. yeah. <laughs> to try and say, how do I fix this, right? Yeah. Um, so we really got to, you know, and, and when, when we encounter prospective customers, that's really the stage where they're at. Their knowledge management system is broken. Uh, you know, they've, they've tried to duct tape a few things together to make it work, uh, but it's not working. Uh, and they've got to kind of start from scratch. Now, starting from scratch by no means means start from scratch, right? Um, it means put, bring in a new tool, figure out how to get what's good from your knowledge base, into that tool um, and start kind of working through that kind of new experience. A lot of the times, you know, either the knowledge that the customer has hasn't been properly maintained, so it's gotten outdated and that's part of what makes it ineffective, or it's the tool set itself. And that's what we hear from a lot of our customers. Well, we've got good information in there, but our people can't find it. That's the curse, right? That, and I think you said it, right? They're they're using Teams or Slack or whatever. They your call center adapts around the holes in the system, and yep. that seems to be the cultural sort of target. Like, how do we provide a system that fills the hole that our teams have a- adapted around? Because well, out of necessity. Yeah. Well, and and um, you know, culture is a funny thing. You can have anti-culture too, right? Um, so yeah. if you've created, if this culture has naturally created itself around, man, these tools are bad. You know, let's let's figure out how to work around those. That's a bad situation to be in, right? Um, because knowledge in and of itself requires a lot of collaboration and teamwork. You have to have a knowledge culture in order to be um, successful. You could have the worst tool, but lots of culture. Um, and like I said, you you, you, uh, you, you, you tape that together, uh, but yeah. ultimately, you know, that's going to fall apart. It's going to become toxic. Ideally, what you want is a strong tool and a strong culture, uh, which tends to be conditions that work together to kind of support, you know, so support one another. Um, one of the methodologies that we're closely aligned with is KCS, Knowledge Centered Service. Um, and many of our customers do um, some KCS, not like full full KCS, uh, just picking up on the kind of the key components of KCS that revolve around creating that collaborative culture, right? Because in order to make that knowledge management system work for you long-term, there needs to be a culture. People need to be bought in. They need to feel like they're part of it um, or else, you know, you're just going to implement a new knowledge management system and it's going to die like the last one did. 
yeah, because of all the culture that you have. You have so much yep. culture. Just your cup runneth over with culture and your <laughs> systems don't align with your culture. Uh, which exactly. Is, which is fair. So, uh, uh, you know, we're we're also at a point, I, well, I guess I, I, I need to phrase this better as a question. To what extent do you see in the market uh, or organizations that are, how do you say this generously, ready for change, right? Organizations who might be listening to this and think, do I do I know if my call center, my knowledge management system is broken? Are we in the liminal space of the culture gap where we're ready for change and we don't quite know it yet? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's, there's two things there. One, I, either you're getting feedback from your agents or if you ask for it, you would get the feedback and they'll tell you whether it's yeah. working. And two, what is the next step that you want to do, right? Um, uh, in a perfect world, um, you know, you would also make that knowledge available to other channels, other support channels. It's a chat bot. It's uh, email response. Um, it's, uh, you know, real-time agent assist type tools that are out there. You can't even begin to think about moving to those kind of next generation technologies if you've got broken knowledge management, right? So, um, yeah, there's a current day problem that, that, uh, that broken knowledge management, uh, uh, creates for people. And then there's a future problem, right? Like, how do you get to that next level of effectiveness? How do you implement new tools when you're, you've got a shaky foundation? you know, say you're, you're ready for change. What is the first metric 8 a.m. day one that you're telling call center managers to start looking out for? What is the behavior change that you're looking at when you implement a new knowledge management system to know that change is happening in the, in the workplace? You got to rely on your reports. You know, what are the reports telling you? How do you work with the, with the vendor uh, that you've gotten that system from to interpret those reports and come up with a program that says, hey, we're going to look, you're going to look at this on day one, we're going to look at it on day 30, 60, 90. And what are the metrics that we want to see um, that'll tell us, you know, whether we're being successful or not uh, in this journey. And we have lots of customers who've been customers of ours for years that have come back and said, hey, you know, we need a, we need a reboot. We want, we want to look at, you know, uh, where our metrics are at today, we've gotten a little distracted, and you know, can you help us? Um, and you know, that's a that's a big part of knowledge management, right? There's a life cycle, and sometimes you get off off path, and sometimes you need to get back on. But it's really about looking at those kind of key metrics around knowledge uh, creation, around maintenance, uh, approval and review cues, um, and then on the usage side, uh, you know, what's actually being consumed uh, by by users, whether it's, you know, fellow agents or it's, uh, you know, your actual customers. From your perspective, I'm, 30, 60, 90 feels like a, a solid launch evaluation, right? We're looking at this as we adapt to it. Uh, what is the recommended sort of best practice for ongoing maintenance check-ins, uh, you know, to keep the system from languishing or falling into that liminal space? Uh, I think there has to be some sort of monthly process at a minimum that's going on um, and managers are looking at that data uh, because it doesn't necessarily move from one day to the next unless there's something systemic that's occurred within your organization, uh, system failure, new product launch, mm -hmm. something of that nature. Uh, but yeah, there needs to be like a monthly cadence. I think there needs to be an annual, uh, you know, kind of business review uh, that, that that looks at uh, that looks at all the metrics that are important to you, and also starts to think about what are those next set of metrics that we haven't even thought about yet. Uh, you the last time you were here, we were talking about AI. Uh, AI's uh, you might say a big deal this year, this 
current market cycle. Uh, can't can't AI just fix all this stuff, man? <laughs> yeah, right? I've heard Don't a few. You, I mean, this is that's the that's the big question. What is the right? What's the impact of AI on our knowledge management systems, and what should we be able to expect from these tools? Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good question. I've heard a few things about AI this year. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, AI is not a cheat code, right? I mean, if you think you're going to use AI or generative AI to magically give you the answers that, uh, you haven't actually put the time into creating, uh, I think you're going to be disappointed. Um, you know, also not to get too crazy on this concept of hallucinations, right? Uh, but the tech is, uh, the tech is great, but it's not foolproof. The notion that you can ask, you can ask, you know, um, you know, the same question to one of these models five times and get five slightly different answers, you know, kind of reinforces the idea that we still need to have a, um, we still need that process side of knowledge management to exist, right? Um, this isn't the Wild West, you know, call centers aren't asking uh, basic general ed kind of, uh, they're not getting general ed, you know, questions. Yeah. Uh, that you could go out to Google and find, right? It's usually very specific things. They're specific to the products or services that that company, um, uh, you know, supports. Uh, so there needs to be some people in the middle of this process to help the AI. Um, and and uh, like I said, it's not it's not just a it's not kind of a magic cheat code. You know, it it actually brings up we have a we have a listener question that that has has come into the show, and I I wonder if I could if I could give it to you as a as as a bit of a bonus here. This comes from listener Rithu, who says specifically to this point, the tech is great, especially the AI, but how do you train around human behavior? We have relied on the information accessibility in our knowledge management system, but we'd like to up our game around call center agents and their ability to handle complex tasks and improve memory. What do you think about this idea? How we, how does knowledge management uh, play uh, in the arena of human behavior, memory, right, complex task completion, those sorts of things. Any insights? Yeah, I mean, um, there's definitely a personalization aspect, right? I mean, I think that uh, part of training the model or any model of, of for artificial intelligence is knowing what people are asking and knowing what's happening over time, right? So um, there's a machine learning aspect to AI in general that says, you know, we get a lot of questions around this, around this time of the year, right? Um, or, um, you know, uh, these types of agents get these types of, of calls. Um, so we definitely need to make sure that um, the AI is, is taking into account that kind of personalization and the, the trends that are kind of learned over time in order to be the most uh, productive this whole idea that, you know, just giving access to the information and helping agents feel more confident in knowing that the the information that they're getting out of the system might go a long way to help them behave in a way that it addresses Rethrough's question, right? That we mm-hmm. that they have greater retention, greater ability to complete complex support tasks and remember more along the way to respond more quickly to support new support requests that come in. Yeah. There's also there's also a trust factor, I think, right? When you implement some new AI technology, those agents need to see and start to trust kind of the the things that are being kind of thrown to them. 
Um, you know, imagine if, uh, you know, you're on a phone call and you had the whisper in your other ear and somebody was talking to you about something that had nothing to do with the phone call that you were on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be very hard totally. to kind of, uh, to keep, uh, to, to keep your thoughts kind of in line. But, you know, if that person was on, you know, spot on every time and they're, and they're learning the behaviors more and giving you uh, better answers, uh, more quickly over time, you'll then become, uh, you know, more trustworthy of those sources and they'll, uh, become more, you know, your AI will become a more effective partner. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think it goes to the the bottom line question of this episode, right? How do you know your KMS needs an upgrade? Well, um, one of the the significant ways that you see the benefits is your agents learn to behave differently because they are given better, more timely resources at their fingertips, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's what we're striving for, after all, whether it comes from AI or comes from, you know, the tools that we built, right? Whatever you want to call it, this machine learning aspect, AI, whatever it is, it's making them feel better about their jobs. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely removes a lot of uh, friction that, uh, you know, Folks answering calls put up with a lot of stuff, man. Right, and yeah. uh, right, just the people that are on the phone uh, and, and kind of you know dealing with different personalities, right? If they've got to also uh, you know fight the tools during the process, that just makes that job exponentially harder. Uh, it increases attrition rates by because uh, it's driving you know frustration with those agents, and uh, you know and uh, it's already a kind of an industry where attrition rates are are, are high, right? Um, so anything you can do to kind of drive down those rates, giving people the tools they want, uh, asking for feedback, uh, and then, you know, delivering and executing on that feedback, um, are all things that can help, uh, you know, uh, drive down those attrition rates. I've tried really hard, Keith, since we've been talking about uh, doing this, this show, every time I have to deal with a support rep, I always tell them, I know your job is hard. You're wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Like just being as a consumer, it makes me feel better to just tell them how great they are. And I think everybody should do that because they're great, great, great people doing yeah. a hard job. It's so, uh, surprising sometimes when you thank somebody at the end of an interaction yeah. that they that they uh, react so well to the, being yeah. thanked. And you're kind of like, huh. I, mean, that I was supposed to tell often. you to have a great day, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, let's talk about uh, what the Upland team is gearing up for. Destination CRM's 2024 CX Megatrends to Watch. What is going on? We've got this expert predictions webinar coming up January 17th. Give us a sneak peek. Well, not to anyone's surprise, there's going to be a lot of AI speak. <laughs> uh, I'm shocked there is AI <laughs> happening in this establishment. Keith. It'll, be uni- it'll be unique speak. Hopefully not <laughs> things just generated by AI. We'll have real people talking on it. But um, yeah, no, we're excited to be part of this um, uh, panel uh, to talk about some of the predictions. You know, we've been doing a lot of stuff this year around AI, um, kind of the build up to it um, and uh, doing a lot of releases, you know, in this month and next month to really get that out for uh, real people to start really using to solve real problems. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, swerves in the road to navigate uh, for vendors like ourselves next year um, around AI. Um, I don't know if you saw, but last week uh, the AI Act was um, passed by the European uh, Union um, uh, to, to impose regulation against, a, uh, you know, how, how you can use AI. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, that we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, and it's gonna, 
uh, you know, curtail what we can do or have a, or force us uh, to think about how we can use these things in responsible ways um, uh, across the globe. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel good about our strategy. You know, I think we've focused on uh, real life kind of applications um, of the of the science around this that I think are going to weather the storm. Right? We didn't go out on a limb to try and do crazy, you know, black box sorts of things. We we know how the AI is working in the situations that we're delivering to our customers. And we feel really good about it, really good about its ability to actually, um, you know, provide real value to those customers. We'll put a link in the show notes. Where else can we? We've got some other links that we're putting in the show notes, some some uh, uh, other knowledge management uh, resources, anything else specifically you really want to make sure people check out as they think about what comes next for their KMS. I, you know, we've done a number of releases uh, this year for our uh, knowledge products and had some really compelling webinars uh, again, around this topic of AI. Um, and, uh, you know, I invite people to uh, take a look at our website and look at some of those other uh, uh, past webinars that we have um, uh, that we went through that last year um, and, you know, get a sense for what our tools can provide. Um, like I said, most of our customers at the onset of our conversation here, most of our customers are coming from a broken system, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh We've got lots of lots of information about um, you know how our system excels and a lot of the things that we're doing around AI and increasing a, just the general kind of search capabilities in our solution are really uh, kind of battling against you know what it is that we're hearing and seeing or kind of the failures of uh, of a lot of the products that are out there in the market. Um, I you know. We've got information in there. We can't find it, right? That's a broken search engine. That's a broken way of thinking about search. Uh, and we've got we've got answers for that. And we've got even newer answers with neural search and other sorts of things coming out in our product uh, that really changed the game. Links in the show notes, everybody. Please check these out. They're fantastic, fantastic resources. And we hope you get a lot out of them. Uh, thank you so much, Keith, for hanging out and uh, talking to me about what's coming up, particularly as we gear up for the uh, Expert Predictions webinar, January 17th. And thank you all for downloading and listening to this show. We appreciate your time and your attention. We would love to hear what you think. If you, like Rithu, want to send us a question, uh, you can do that. Just swipe up in your show notes and click on the link that says, hey, ask a question. We'll get it to our, our, our guests as they come through the show here and get your questions answered. On behalf of Keith Berg, I'm Pete Wright. We'll see you next time right here on Connected Knowledge.